Getting outside can be intimidating, especially if you didn't grow up in an outdoorsy family. It feels like there's a lot that can go wrong. What if you encounter some less than friendly wildlife? Where do you get your drinking water? How do you poop in the woods? Luckily, Miranda Webster, host of the REI YouTube series, Miranda in the Wild, is here to guide you. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living. Miranda Webster is like your goofy best friend from middle school. On Miranda in the Wild, bad puns and loud belches are woven into her adventures, gear reviews, and how-tos. For Miranda, the show is all about making outdoor adventures seem more accessible and less intimidating. The videos are incredibly informative and endearing. It's no wonder they have hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Miranda Webster, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. Thanks for having me. So you have a show called Miranda in the Wild, which is so cool because you also work with REI. Can you tell me a little bit about what Miranda in the Wild is about? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question because I think it's sometimes hard for me to exactly articulate what it's about because really what we capture with Miranda in the Wild is like my outdoor lifestyle, you know, and just a lot of it feels like just capturing what I do outside and my experiences. But the main focus of uh, Miranda in the Wild has been around backpacking and hiking and what an outdoor lifestyle can look like and ideally hoping people find their own version of a life outside, whatever that might be. It's It seems like you've made it a lot less intimidating, like backpacking. <laughs> I, I have this podcast. I work with REI, but like backpacking intimidates the heck out of me. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I didn't grow up super outdoorsy. Like I grew up a, a city kid. So I was born and raised right outside Washington, D.C. I then moved to New York City and then now I live in Seattle. So like I have always kind of lived in city spaces and like occupied places that are not really far out there. But I spent a lot of time just like playing outside, like a lot of kids did in my neighborhood. And I didn't actually discover the like, quote unquote, outdoors, you know, we think like outdoor recreation. I didn't really like discover that until I started working at REI. And I was 18 years old. I've actually worked at REI for the entirety of my adult life. (laughs) Wow. Good for you. Yes. Thank you. This is not an ad for REI, by the way. I actually (laughs) asked REI if I could interview Miranda. Yeah, this is definitely not not a not an ad. Um, that was how I discovered the outdoors and being in that space, asking a lot of questions and having coworkers who are so willing to like educate me and help me and kind of, you know, guide me along this like journey, my like outdoor journey. And that was really what got me into backpacking and hiking. And then over the years has like gotten me into climbing and biking and travel. I have a van now, you know, like all of these things have happened for me because I had coworkers who were so willing to share their knowledge with me and like so willing to just help educate me. And so really that's like what Miranda the Wild is about. You know, it's like I have this goal of kind of being the like outdoorsy best friend for people that I was so privileged to have working at an outdoor company, but just like do it online for people that I've never met before. So what other activities have you tried besides hiking and camping and backpacking, obviously, which is camping and hiking together? It's true. (laughs) We were making fun of hiking yesterday. We're like, it's just walking outside with a new name. That is that is all it is. I actually got on this big conversation with somebody recently who was like, man, you, I did like a 30 mile hike for my 30th birthday a little while ago and was on like a rail trail. So it wasn't, it was like really flat, you know? And they were like, that's not a hike. Like a hike has to be up and down. And I was like, 
dude, it's a, you walk in your neighborhood and there's trees around. You want to call it a hike, like call it a hike. Who cares? You know, like whatever. It's a hike. Yeah. So I've done hiking, camping, backpacking, van travel. If you want to call that an outdoor activity, bouldering, sport climbing. I've cleaned trad before, but I've never climbed trad before. Trad climbing is traditional climbing where you place gear into cracks and things. Bike packing, bike commuting. I've done, what's it called? Not bike, like road biking, I guess would be another thing. A lot of biking. Stand up paddleboard. Kayak camping, canoe camping. We're about to do overlanding. What's that? Overlanding is like driving a car off the road, kind of. It's okay. like sort of a, but like yeah, legally off road. Yeah. Yeah. Snowboarding, skiing, cross country skiing, surfing. I've never been surfing before. I have like a pretty big fear of the ocean, actually. We can, we can work with that. That sounds great. <laughs> Miranda has tried more sports and activities than the average outdoors person. I guess that's what happens when you work in the outdoor industry for 12 years. Miranda started working at REI when she was in college. In the early days, she was a sales specialist, but her interest and skills evolved over time. Over the course of her career at REI, Miranda has been a visual merchandiser, a production coordinator, a content writer, and eventually she started dabbling in video. So you were actually doing video with REI before Miranda in the Wild. So how did it, tell me a little bit about when and how this came to be. Yeah. So my background is actually in theater. So I got a degree in theater and then I moved to New York and very quickly was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I was like, I want to be outside. I discovered rock climbing and I was just, you know, after like, you know, being in New York, thinking I wanted to work in theater, thinking I wanted to be an actor, thinking I wanted to do stage management, just like having all these kind of ideas. I found that I was spending a lot of time outside and like not actually wanting to be inside at all. So I was working with with REI at that time as a visual presentation specialist at the Soho store, which is essentially like dressing mannequins and like setting up the store. And I loved it. And so I reached out to headquarters and I said, hey, I think I want REI to be my career. You know, like, I think I want to work with this company for my my lifetime. Sorry, I moved out to Seattle and they had like a sort of a temporary gig that was coming up with store design and visual merchandising. Worked that job for a little bit. Wasn't really like finding my home there. Wound up working as a production assistant for a little while. And it was really like when I was working as a PA, um, I was pulled in to do what we used to call hosted video, which is just like talking about a product. They were like, hey, we like need someone to talk about this climbing shoe. Like we hear you're a climber do you want to talk about a climbing shoe on camera? And I did. And then I was invited to do these expert advice videos. And through all of that, it was very much, it was, a you know, expert advice is a really helpful program, but it's very like structured. And it's a lot of like delivering information in a really structured manner. And so I had, I think, the memorization skill set from theater, you know, just like memorizing lines, so to speak, and reciting them. But then Miranda in the Wild is obviously not that at all. (laughs) Like it is not scripted. It is not structured in a lot of ways. So that came about because REI actually brought in a producer from LA named Rainer Golden, who came into REI essentially with the goal of like creating a YouTube channel. You know, um, Rainer comes from a, uh, Buzzfeed background. He's awesome. So he came in and well, this is what I've been told. So he like saw some kind of cutting room floor footage of me like being goofy or just sort of like talking kind of off the cuff. And he said to the films team, he was like, I think that it might be worthwhile exploring something more with this person and just kind of seeing like if she has a voice and she has something that she wants to say. And so he and I started working together. He like pitched the idea to me actually. <laughs> and so uh, we started working together and 
through that, we came up with our first like pilot, our five pilot episodes, and that was how we started. So when that went well, we just kind of carried on with with filming, and here we are two and a half years later. So, so what what did you not see? Like, what was it that you wanted to see out there that wasn't being showed? So for me, what I felt like I wasn't seeing was people talk about the like every person outside. You know, there's Bear Grylls who does these really extreme things, and then there's you know videos online of people trying camping for the first time where they make it seem like it's really uncut or has to be uncomfortable. You know, there's ultralighters, there's through hikers, there's all of this content that really shows the extremes. But the vast majority of my friends who I would consider outdoorsy, the people that like I interact with are not on either of those ends of the spectrum. You know, they're not going, oh gosh, like camping, hiking is so hard, you know, and they're also not these extremists. So I was really disappointed in seeing that so many people, I think, viewed it as this kind of inaccessible, like, must be survivalism in order to be a backpacker, you know? And part of my, like, experience, my intro into getting outside was the fact that it, like, what, it did feel accessible. You know, I did have people encouraging me to do short hikes. I did have, like, friends and coworkers who would take me out with them. And so I really wanted to show that in outdoor media. And so the challenge became, like, how do you showcase what an outdoor lifestyle can look like? in a way that excites people and makes it look fun and isn't like boring, you know, (laughs) like how do we, how do we, instead of just filming a home video of just like beautiful footage of a hike, how do we showcase the fact that like, sometimes it sucks, you know, and like, sometimes you're going to hate it. And I've been backpacking for like, you know, 10 years and sometimes I hate it, you know, (laughs) and that's okay. (laughs) Like, that's just part of it. So, yeah. You're uh, speaking to my ears. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Your show seems so cool. It's very personal, and yet it's equally entertaining as it is educational. Like, I learned so much in the, like, five short YouTube videos I watched. You did budgeting, backpacking on a budget. You, like, showed me how to wrap up, like, survival kit in, like, a pillbox. I mean, just so many good trips that I had never even learned about. It was really cool. The editing is also really good. How how does that work? Like, do you do it? Does the guy from BuzzFeed do it, Raynor? <laughs> no, actually, the, you're right. The editing is incredible. We have an amazing crew of editors and uh, videographers that we work with. The two main videographers that we currently work with are two friends of mine, actually, Chelsea Newton, who is, she hiked the PCT, so she's got a lot of experience as a backpacker, and then Abby Hagen, who is an incredible documentarian and hilarious. She like, has a whole documentary on puns, and she's a really experienced traveler. So we work with the two of them as videographers for the most part, and then they will also edit videos. And then we also have a few other editors, such as Katie, who also works at REI, and then a couple of freelancers that we bring in. So yeah, they're, they really, you know, we like think of them as the script writers. They're really the ones who, to tell the story, you know? What's up friends. My name is Miranda. This show is going to be a lot of me doing stuff outside. What are some things that we're going to do? Running maybe. Running. Come on with me while we go backpacking, while we do challenges and quests. This is really very vague. (laughs) I hope you'll join me in giving suggestions for what I should do. (laughs) This is my show, gosh darn. In two and a half years of filming, Miranda and the crew have made almost 70 episodes. They cover a ton of info. 
In some videos, she's out backpacking, snow camping, or kayaking. In others, she delves into topics like taking care of Gore-Tex rain gear, showing viewers what's in her pack, or testing out different kinds of camping stoves. Miranda loves sharing her latest tips and tricks, but for her, getting outside is more than just a great hack or a new trail. Spending time in nature has had a huge impact on Miranda's mental health. You did tell me that, you know, you, you've experienced anxiety and depression, and I'm guessing the outdoors has, has been helpful for you in dealing with that. Yeah, so I deal with generalized anxiety and depression disorder, which I am I'm really grateful for the fact that now it's it's a lot easier to talk about that stuff, you know. I think more people talk about mental health. Another thing that I don't talk about very often is that I also deal with chronic pain. So I have chronic migraines and that's something that I have I that started when I was in high school. I was just on like 17 different medications at one point in time. Yeah, like taking, you know, nine different supplements and different pain medications and then medications to deal with the side effects of the pain medications and all sorts of treatments. And so the depression and anxiety has largely come from just dealing with chronic pain. And for me, the outdoors is, it's been both an amazing tool for coping with that. And it's also been something that has challenged my mental health and my physical health, you know. I've had a lot of of situations that have been very anxiety inducing in the outdoors, you know, or pain inducing in the outdoors. And I think rather than viewing those as reason to not go back out again, for me, it has been a means of of like learning how to cope and deal and manage my mental health. Because there's nothing quite like, you know, experiencing something really scary or anxiety inducing or depressing and like getting through it, you know? And so much of my experience outside has has taught me how to do that. I've had moments of like, you know, being halfway up a climb and just like losing it, completely terrified, like don't know how to, you know, forgetting how to do everything and just having to at that moment be like, I have to calm myself down because if I don't, like I will die up here, you know? <laughs> like I, I have to get through this. Um, and one thing I think about a lot with this is several years ago, I was backpacking in Alaska and I had a whole incident with a friend of mine where a bear actually mauled our tent. And I talk about this story a lot because it's it's kind of funny now, you know, it was this this situation where we weren't in our tent. There was nothing in our tent except for our sleeping bags and sleeping pads. A bear walked or like came through, clawed open the side of the tent, broke the tent poles, completely destroyed the tent. And um, we had to hike back out. It was really late at night. We like slept at a trailhead with a camp that was out there with a bunch of teenagers. Had to hike back in, get our stuff, you know, go back out. We completely changed our plans. Wound up being one of the most amazing trips that I've had because we totally ditched this long backpacking trip we were going to do. And we instead went to this glacier and I slept on the ground because my sleeping pad had been destroyed. So I was using one of those like crazy creek, you know, bleacher chairs as a sleeping pad for five, six days. And that was such a scary thing to have happen. But we also the feeling of like getting through it and and getting to the other side and like surviving, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, just that feeling was really incredible. And so I think that's one thing that Outdoors has really helped me do is just learn how to manage fear and manage the anxiety that I deal with. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like ad- adventure does two things. One, the nature part helps you just slow down. And it's like so viscerally sensory, it requires everything of you. And so you have to feel. 
But the second thing is, is it shows you how much more capable you are than you think you are. And you can see it. Like if you through hike and you go from point A to B, then you look back and see how far you come. Or if you're climbing up a mountain, like you see it. That's really powerful. Well, thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing that. How do you deal with fear when trying these activities? Some which are brand new. Oh gosh, this is kind of a vague answer. I suffer out loud. I am like very vocal about being afraid. I'm like very vocal about having a hard time. It not only like that's part of what makes good content. Honestly, that's the big thing for me is I'll just be like, I'm scared. I hate this. This sucks. And then if I can like say it out loud and I can sort of put those feelings in the universe, then I can deal with them a little bit better. There are, of course, times where that doesn't work where, you know, I talked about being so afraid that I'm crying or that I like can't, you know, I'll have a panic attack. I can't pull myself together. And I think the biggest thing for me with dealing with that has been that if I'm if I'm with other people, like asking for help and like asking for understanding, asking for what I need. If I'm alone, it's actually a little easier for me to deal with fear when I'm alone because mentally I have to, you know, it's like I I only have myself to rely on. So taking solo trips and and being by myself has been especially for like such a crazy extrovert like I am. Like I am very extroverted and to do trips alone and to to be by myself has really taught me to cope and manage fear when I only have myself to rely on. When we come back, Miranda talks about some of her most hilarious and unexpected filming experiences, what it's like when fans share feedback about the show and her device to live more wildly. As the host of the YouTube series, Miranda in the Wild, Miranda Webster makes getting outside pretty entertaining. The show nails a perfect balance between being informative and fun. Depending on the video, you might get tips on bike commuting, or you might see Miranda try to fit her whole body inside a duffel bag. For all the funny stuff we see on the screen, there are even more hilarious misadventures that don't make the cut. Is there any stories you can tell us about some of the filming, bloopers, funny moments, most incredible moments, worst moments? Like, I would love to hear just a story that's super memorable or one that you tell your friends at the bar. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Okay, so one of my favorite, like early, early moments of filming Marine in the Wild, one of the very first episodes that I pitched that I was really passionate about doing was talking about menstruation outdoors and like how to deal with... <laughs> Like for anybody who like has a period, like how to deal with that when you're backpacking. There was no content out there. Or if there was content out there, it was like, okay, so when you're having that time of month, remember to carry your products. I was like, let's just talk about this. Like it's just a body thing that happens, you know? And I really wanted to do that that video. And so I, you know, pitched it to to Rainer and the people who were working on the series at that point in time, the two videographers were both men and Rainer as well. And so these are three people who like don't have any experience with like menstruating, you know, and so to film that video 
we brought in my boss, Alyssa, so that she could kind of like sit in and talk about it. And there was a, a moment in time where I was just like rambling on and on talking about periods and about, you know, you know, people who get periods, what they should carry and how they should, you know, pack for backpacking, what you should think about. And you could tell that I was just took like, I'd gotten way off topic. I'd just gotten like way beyond what I should be talking about. I was just rambling. But the poor like three dudes sitting in the room just like didn't know <laughs> tell me to stop. They didn't know what to say. And yeah, so at the end of that that video, finally, it was like, they'd be like, hey, maybe so like, could you put like baby talk about like, maybe we say it this way. Maybe we like say it that way. And at the very end of that video, uh, it's one of my like favorite bloopers of all time. It's like the, the two videographers and the producer kind of joking off screen about like mansplaining periods to me. <laughs> and it just for me was this like great moment where you realize that this is you know, we're talking about stuff that is kind of uncomfortable for people. And that's going to be just a part of it, you know, and like being able to kind of get comfortable and joke about that and laugh and call each other out when we make mistakes. That, that's just been like such a crucial part of, of filming. What's another story that was just like wild or fun or like where you had awe? Yeah. So I've done, like I said, by the time this podcast comes out, the second episode will have come out. But I've done two videos now with my college roommate and one of my closest friends, Pam. Pam and went backpacking with me for the very first time last year in 2021. And she had never gone backpacking before. She and I had hiked in college a little bit together, but not a ton. And she was really interested in trying it out. So I took her on her first backpacking trip out in Washington. And being able to see her enthusiasm and her excitement and her, like, at the, the stuff around us, you know, the scenery, but also like her pride and herself for doing what she did was just incredible. It was really cool to like see this activity that I love so much that I get to do for work through her eyes. But this past month, gosh, I guess I think that's right. We took her on another backpacking trip. People loved Pam. And so we brought her back and she picked the trail and was out on Assateague Island in Maryland where there's like wild ponies. The weather was supposed to be gorgeous. And the day before we went, we had like originally looked at a variety of different trails and then it looked like a uh, storm was coming through. So we had to change some things up. So we chose this beach hike where it looked like weather was going to be better than anywhere else in Virginia. And our first day weather was gorgeous. It was sunny. It was warm. And that night <laughs> it started raining. Um, <laughs> and poor Pam, this is her second ever backpacking trip. We also had this whole situation with a raccoon that was like trying to attack our food and like clawed open my producer's tent. And, you know, she was like, do we have to leave? And I was like, nah, it's just a raccoon, it's fine. But we were hiking out on, or we like packed up all our stuff in the rain. And we're, you know, it was kind of this drizzle happening. We were hoping we were going to avoid the rain. And we got onto the beach and it was like full on torrential downpour blowing you sideways like could not film could not like enjoy the hike at all and poor Pam <laughs> their like second ever trip the sand was so wet that it was like no longer hard packed it had just like become like mush you know you're like walking in like jello basically for five miles pouring rain our rain jackets are wrapped around us our pants were sticking to us like our legs were chafing it was awful. It was like truly the worst weather I have ever backpacked in. And so while we're like filming this video, I'm just thinking to myself like, man, poor Pam, this is her second ever trip that she's gone on. And like the big reveal in this video is that I'd like 
I had bought her a whole backpacking kit so she could go on her own. It's so really getting back to the trailhead. And I'm like, congratulations, you can now go backpacking again. And she's like, I hate this. Like, this was terrible. <laughs> so uh, that was, I think, sort of a fun moment to realize to, for her to be like, yeah, you know, sometimes this does suck, you know, <laughs> like sometimes I'm not going to love it. But uh, yeah, definitely hiking in the torrential downpour on the off the coast of Maryland was a uh, both a high point and a low point for us. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm pretty jealous of Miranda's job. Don't get me wrong, I love making this podcast, but I do have to sit at my computer to make it happen. Miranda gets to do her job outside, even if it's in a torrential downpour. But most of the time, her job is really fun. She gets to do what she loves, spending time in nature and sharing her best tips with thousands of aspiring adventurers. Has there ever been a time where you've just been in the most stunning location and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm doing this for a living? Yes. Yeah, totally. So one trip that I think about a lot when I think about how like, grateful I am for this, this job, um, I think about backpacking the coast of the Stahican Lake. It's called the Chelan Lakeshore Trail. And that hike is absolutely stunning. I mean, you're hiking along a lake the entire time. It's a lot of elevation up and down, but through various scenery and, you know, the campsites are gorgeous and it can only be accessed by boat. So you can only get to the trailhead by boat and then you can hike into the town of uh, Stahican. So that's, it's this incredible trail where like you basically are just, you're hiking to a town, you know? And there's a, there's a, a few photos of this, but that along that trail, we came to these incredible overlooks that were just perfectly clear skies, gorgeous views of the mountains, gorgeous views of the lake, where you're just looking out at these like crystal blue waters and then these snow-capped mountains in the distance and all of this greenery and these flowers. And that trip for me was really special also because I took my dog Nala with me and that was the really the last big backpacking trip that I was able to take her on before she passed away. So that trip to me is really special because I have all these memories of of being there with her. Have you gotten feedback from, you know, viewers that your shows impacted them? Yeah, I get messages pretty frequently from people saying that they, you know, either are taking their first backpacking trip because of the series or they just got back from a backpacking trip. I've gotten letters from people. I've gotten photos and videos from people. I think one of the most, I think one of the, the first experiences that I had where I really realized that this was like impacting people. I had a, a woman come up to me in the climbing gym one time and she came up and was like, I just have to tell you, I love, I love your videos. They've gotten me into backpacking. And she started crying and she just had this like response of, of saying that she was so she was so excited and so proud of herself for doing, like getting into backpacking that she'd bought all the same gear that we used. And just like hearing her get excited and talk about her experiences for me, really, it like it resonated so much with me. And it's so much like what I want to do is just like, I love people coming up to me and saying, oh my gosh, I have to tell you about this trip that I did because of the series that you made, you know? And that's, that was a really, I think, uh, yeah, for me, that was like a pretty, a pretty special moment to have this person feel so comfortable that they could come up and like, be emotional and vulnerable with me and also like, talk about their experiences outside. So yeah, we also, you know, we'll have people like I ran into a person the other day who was like, Hey, thanks for getting my son into backpacking. Like I've tried to get him into backpacking and I, I couldn't. And like, finally he watched your videos and now he wants to go. So like, thanks. <laughs> you know, you're a public figure in some way. Is that hard to, cause like I can 
hide a little bit behind a microphone. So <laughs> how how do you deal with, you know, being public facing? You know, I I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. This is going to sound vain, but whatever like gene most people are born with where they like are concerned about what they look like. I don't think that I got the self-conscious gene. I worry a lot about, you know, upsetting people or hurting people. And I'm really self-conscious about like my words, you know, and that's definitely something that I got from my, my family. But as far as like being a public figure in terms of being a, like a representative in the outdoors, that's a little scarier for me because I worry about like making mistakes and I worry about giving people bad advice. And um, I don't ever want to say something or do something that might either put someone in harm's way or might make somebody feel not welcome in these spaces. I do really want to have those those in-person interactions with people be really positive. I think that's been that's been the hardest thing about being a, a public figure, so to speak, is like when I do run into people, really wanting to give them all of the space and energy and like room to share with me that they want to share because they deserve that. Do you have any advice for someone who wants to live wildly, whether that's going on their first hike or maybe trying a new sport? I think set attainable goals for yourself. You know, set lofty goals too, but but like give yourself attainable steps. You know, take that first hike, take that first walk. I think just like setting lofty goals, but taking attainable steps. I mean, of course people can do this if they want, but like there's no need to be the person whose first backpacking trip is the Appalachian Trail. Like you can do a two mile hike and you're going to have like an incredible experience. No one is born an experienced backpacker. No one, there's no like skill to be a good hiker or backpacker. Like we all start at ground zero. We like, we all start not knowing how to do it. And so, yeah, take some steps, give yourself some grace and, and find manageable goals. Dream big, start small. With Miranda as our tour guide, we can learn everything we need to pursue our wild ideas out in nature. I love Miranda in the wild because it's a great resource for anyone looking to start a new outdoor adventure. Whether you're taking your first hike or worried about getting your period on the trail, Miranda has you covered. Miranda, thank you so much for coming on Wild Ideas. Your energy is contagious and I'm definitely gonna check out more of your videos before I hit the trails this summer. If you want to learn more about Miranda in the wild, check out her YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Miranda in the wild. You can also follow Miranda on Instagram at Miranda goes outside. Wild ideas worth living is part of the REI podcast network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger written and edited by Annie Fassler and Sylvia Thomas of puddle creative and our senior producer is Chelsea Davis. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. As always, we appreciate when you follow this show, rate it, and when you take the time to write a review wherever you listen. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas.